Hello, hello, Cody here. I am a neurolinguistic programming trainer and I teach people the psychology of ethical selling. And my main goal today with this episode is gonna be to dive into something that I learned early on in my sales career. And I actually learned it early on by a sales manager telling me what I was doing wrong over and over and over again. And in my opinion, there's nothing like having someone there to coach you, to correct you, and to show you literally what you're saying and how it plays on the mind of your prospect. And so when I tell people what I do, I don't just teach sales, I teach the psychology of sales, which is different. So I blend my background with selling and the mindsets, the beliefs, the identities, the values that make up neurolinguistic programming and that come forth inside of someone to teach them about the psychology of what you're saying. In a sense, language and communication. I always see sales as something that's way more chunked up than just selling something. You're using language effectively. You're choosing words, you're using your tone intentionally, and you're understanding about subcommunication like body language, for example. So the phrase here that I want you guys to take away, I know a lot of people take notes when they listen to these, so here's a phrase that I want you to take down. Don't be an order taker, okay? Plain and simple, but what does it mean? Let's dive into it. You can hear that phrase anywhere. You can read that on a piece of paper. Let's say you read that on a blog, but I want you to really, I want to give you a story so you can help kind of tie it in together and, and think about it maybe from a different way. What is an order taker to start? Uh, an order taker is, let's say you go to McDonald's. They say, hey, what would you like today? I'll take a double-double cheeseburger, some fries. Uh, I just got back from grocery shopping. And as I'm pulling out, of the, pulling out the groceries out of my bag, I'm thinking to myself, every single thing that I want is in this bag. No one tells me any different. When they check my groceries, when they scan it, they just simply bag it up for me. Or if I walk in to maybe purchase a new cell phone at the Apple store, Rarely do they suggest something different. For the most times, they take our order and say, okay, I'll be right back with that size and that color. And they come back out with the shiny new phone. So your sales calls now. I hear a lot of people that take sales calls in a way where they're almost just taking someone's order. Okay, what can I do for you? Okay, what are you looking for? And when they do this sort of thing, and, and keep in mind, I've had the privilege of listening to probably over 100 different salespeople's phone calls to find out what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and feeding it back to them as coaching. And that's what I do with all of my one-on-one -on -one clients is that we work together, we do live call audits so I can actually hear what is happening in that moment and teach them based on that. Because teaching people things based on theory, concepts, even strategy sometimes can only go so far. But when I can quickly identify, hey, this is exactly what you're saying or what you're not saying, and this is why your sales call is ending up that way things begin to change. So after I listen to these phone calls, I start to hear people that are just simply taking an order instead of diagnosing a problem and then offering a solution. So no matter what it is that you sell, literally anything, what you should be doing is trying to identify why that person needs your service, what's causing it, how long have they been in that situation, what's gonna happen if they stay in that situation, is it gonna get better or worse? And then you suggest a solution at the end, which is usually going to be your offer if it makes sense for that person. And you suggest it in a way that, is this something that you find would benefit you, is a question that I might ask. Do you think this would add value to your business? And I'm not saying, hey, Mr. Prospect, this is going to add value to your business. Hey, this is really, really going to help you. Because we can reject what we hear consciously. But if I ask you a question, 
you're the one coming up with the answer. And here's the beautiful part. Most times that person is going to say, well, yeah, I do think that would help me because of how I positioned everything previously. And on the other side, if they say, you know what, Cody, I'm not sure that it would. Then I say, amazing. Well, it's been great getting to know you here. Thank you so much for your time today. Let me maybe try to point you in the right direction of someone or something that you can start with. And we part as friends and there's no hard feelings. So I'm giving that person an open invitation to answer honestly. Is this going to benefit your business or is it not? And if it's not, there shouldn't be any pressure. So I always state at the beginning of my sales calls, uh, I make it very known. Hey, if I think that I can help you, I'm going to let you know how much it's going to cost for us to work together. If I don't, however, I'll try to maybe point you in the right direction. I'll try to offer you a resource or something of, of that sort. So what have I done there? I've let them know very, very clearly there is going to be an investment. Uh, believe it or not, and this happened mostly when I was working for other coaches early in my in my coaching career um, doing sales, that there were a few times where I'd get on a phone call and I'd go in for the, the pitch or the offer and I'd talk about money and the person would say, oh, wait, this is like a sales call? Or, oh, wait, this costs money? And my mind was baffled because I would never get on a phone call with someone and expect just to get free information or whatever. But it's not about what I think. It's about understanding my prospect's model of the world. So in that moment, you could think about a few things. One, whoever set up that sales call, and I wasn't the one setting them up. So whoever set that sales call up, sometimes it was an appointment setter. Sometimes it was the actual head coach themselves. They, they, they positioned in a way where that prospect was expecting a clarity call or a discovery call or a strategy call and all of these different names that we've heard before, um, which can leave some room for ambiguity or for confusion or for someone not knowing specifically what's going to happen on that phone call. They almost think they're just they're getting free advice or I'm going to help you out with something during this call. Like it's a free coaching session, which is not the way that you want to have your prospects thinking because you're going to be fighting an uphill battle from the very beginning. So now I see everything that I do in different stages or steps. It just makes it easy to process. And one of the key steps that I think a lot of people fail to uh, put effort on understanding is really just the, the messaging part. And this is mostly, mostly for people that enroll clients starting via social media, which nowadays is probably, I'd say probably 90% of people that are in the online business space. Well, actually, if you're in the online business space, I guess that would be everyone. But 90% of coaches, at least people that I work with, are getting mostly the majority of their clients from online, from social media, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. So anyways, I say all that just to say that there is an art to messaging someone and having them want to get on a phone call with you. Uh, and one thing that I do as well working with my clients, and, and again, I know this from not only my experience, but I see what's happening behind the scenes of like someone's business when I work with them. I want to be a part of their business. I say, hey, show me what you're saying in your DMs. When someone messages you, how are you converting that message to a phone call? And then we work on the phone call. But people, people always think that I just have to get better at sales. But sales starts the moment you put out a piece of content, whether that is a post that you do with words, your caption, whether it's a video of you talking about your, your service, educational, a how-to uh, some sort of value, whatever it might be, you're, you're selling through all of this. So it should be done intentionally. And I would almost argue that one of the most crucial parts is how you convert someone from a DM, from a messaging system to want to get on that phone call. And there is really an art and a science to it. And so often I see people trying to coach in the DMs 
or even trying to sell too much in the DMs, trying to talk about too much information when it should be very, very short. Usually if I know that someone is interested in my DMs, whether they're um, a warm or a hot lead, I'm probably gonna have three to four messages, maybe five to six max before offering them a phone call. Uh, and most likely it's gonna be about three to four. I'm gonna quickly identify a few things and uh, if you'd like me to help you work on the strategy with you directly, let me know. But I'm gonna pinpoint a few things that they're looking for and then I'm gonna say something like this at the end. Would you like to hop on a quick call to see if I can help you with that? So what did I just do? That's my call to action. I said, would you like to hop on a quick call? It takes the pressure off, oh, how long is this gonna be? It's almost like if someone stops you in the street and they say, hey, do you just have a quick second? You're a lot more likely than if they say, hey, can I talk to you? So think about that. Our, our words really, really do matter. Um, quick second to hop on a call. Make it easy, make it nonchalant. And a lot of times I'll say this via a voice note so they can hear my, my tone. And I try to make it a very light, airy, warm, and friendly tone. Like, would you like to hop on a quick call? No big deal. Think about if I say this, hey, yeah, my, my day's not too good. Versus my day's not too good. Or yeah, my day's not too bad. My day's not too bad. It takes all the emphasis on it. Or even think about it this way, my day sucks. Versus, eh, my day sucks. If I say this to someone, they're gonna match the energy. Oh, wow, okay, what's going on? Versus, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is everything okay? So the tone that we give off is actually a transference of energy. And when you have that in mind, that every single thing that you're saying comes with a vibration. There are certain words in the English language that hold a vibration to them universally. Uh, think about it. Love, universally, that's gonna hold a certain vibration for most people versus like hate or anger. Um, there's even words, let's think about dis-ease. When we hear that word, sometimes specific words in there, it holds a vibration that almost makes your heart drop. So when we can use our language intentionally, we begin to change the outcome of what happens. When we use our tone intentionally, we change the feeling that that person is getting from us delivering those words.